Welcome to the Business of Beverages, Drinks Industry Insights with Makers, Marketeers and Mischief. Hello and welcome to the Business of Beverages. I'm your host, Will Keating, and I'm joined by Mr. Podrick, Foxy Fox. I love a good quiz, Will, and that is why I just keep coming back. Yeah, that and the fact that you're contractually obliged, I'm afraid, Foxy. <laughs> um, yeah, I should never have signed my life away for that one. <laughs> so... We are, I don't know where we are. Nobody's keeping score. No, this, this is, we're, we're ed- entertaining the masses while also giving some beverage-related education. Yeah, masses, I think, is a very, very optimistic term for our listener base. <laughs> but, no, All right, well, three it. people are getting educated. Yeah. So who wants to go first this week? Do you, I'll, I'll ask the questions first. Okay. I'm, okay. I now have to clear my mind, prepare myself, deep breath. Are you, are you zen? Uh, like, you know, the masters are on at the minute. Put yourself in the frame of mind of a golfer just approaching the tee. 11.5 million on the line. Ah, golf. I'm waiting till I'm yeah, old enough. <laughs> or bored enough. <laughs> Shoot. All right. Okay. Okay. So uh, this this brand of beer is... Ooh. Yeah, sorry. This global brand of beer is <gasps> only brewed in its own brewery in its own own country so no other breweries elsewhere bar a brief period in the last decade where it was brewed in poland and russia but again has all moved back to the home brewery once again oh wow that's a that's a big set of clues for a for a five pointer mm. so a beer first of all like we never narrow it down to to which type of beverage initially so that, this is big um so it's a beer and it's a global beer and then it had production in Russia and Poland, did you say? Yes. Okay. So the global beer, you know, it has to be a lager, really. I'm going to say Bocheki Budvar. Uh, it's not Bocheki Budvar. <sighs> okay. All right. But, uh, but for four points, uh, I've got faith in you for this one. It was the first beer imported to the U.S. after Prohibition. Oh, that would be a hell of a coup. That's the kind of thing I should know. So now I know it's not American. So I'm, I'm pretty sure this is a European lager. Global European lager that's only brewed in its own brewery. Pilsner Urkel. It is Pilsner Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> and, you're, and you're right. Like it, it, it was quite a coup for them to be the first beer imported into the US post-prohibition, which has lent it. It's kind of, uh, if that hadn't happened, it may not have been the global beer that we know it is today. Yeah, it's it's certainly something I would be talking about if if I was writing their brand story, I'd be like, well, well, that's that's one for the that's one for the notebook for sure. Uh, well, f- funny enough, your your three pointer would have been uh, it was uh, allegedly originally created at a Bavarian monastery and was then the recipe stolen and cultivated by a monk, who then uh, sold the yeast to Pilsen to play off a debt. <laughs> Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a couple of allegedly's in there. Uh, two points, they do a world-class bartender training course where you become a qualified tapster. 
I like that. Yep, five I have, days. I have been, oh, five days. It's oh. a five-day training course. So if anybody from uh, Pilsner Arkell is listening and would like to invite me on their Tapster course, I'm willing to, uh, I'm willing to listen to offers. Yeah, they, they show you how to do the three different pours uh, of a Pilsner Arkell, and you actually have to go to a pub and pour them in front of thirsty Czech customers. Uh, I like it. I what's the name? Is it what's the name of the one which is ninety percent head? Is it Milo or Milo or like this? Yeah, it's this it's like milk, isn't it? Like the check for milk. Yeah, uh, and it it's literally if you've never seen it, guys, go look it up. But essentially, the the, the pour is literally ninety percent head in the glass. I've done uh, that before, but out, not deliberately. <laughs> apparently, brings out all the uh, flavor and aroma. Uh, uh, so your your one pointer then is uh, recently it's made quite a. A statement in the world of tank beer with many bars importing it uh, in, and putting it into tanks behind the bar. Yes, there is a bar in my little village here in Dublin. Well, little village is maybe a bit... Uh, <laughs> little little uh, slice uh, of the suburbs. Yeah, a little romantic description. But yes, uh, the bridge here in Balls Bridge uh, has um, Pilsner Arkell on tap. Uh, in tank we've beer. had it on tap together. We, we've had it there together uh, in tank. And you said you could smell the diacetyl from the other side of the room. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have to say Pilsner Urquell does have quite a diacetyl um, note in it um, as part of its. I know, I know, uh, certainly some of that is part of its flavor profile, but for me, the, the ones that we had on the um, uh, on that occasion, they yeah, at the it top of the spec, might be the kindest way to put it. <laughs> yeah, we still drank it though, <laughs> and I think we may have had another. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, right. Okay. Right. Well, well, well done. Four, four points in the bag. Well done. Uh, yeah. Congratulations. Uh, those were good clues. And I actually have attended a Pilsner Urquell event with their master brewer, where he brought a a quarter keg, a wooden quarter keg of Pilsner Urquell from the brewery to an event, and we tapped it there using you know kind of the traditional sort of hammer and spigot uh it was it was incredible that that is pretty cool uh actually during my research of this their their head of hospitality is actually australian but his parents are czech and he had a, a like this whole dream of growing up that he wanted to return to his uh, parents town and, and work for the brewery and he literally called them every friday at 3 p.m asking for a job until they gave him one <laughs> do you think that would work with guinness <laughs> well it did work for me <laughs> well at 3 p.m on friday there's probably nobody in the office <laughs> <laughs> um okay right so um here you go foxy here are your clues so for five points invented by a dr vernon charlie uh who was a scientist in the university of bristol what is this beverage Ooh. uh well i don't think his name is in it uh, but Bristol, so it's got to be something UK, um, which rules out our favourites of Yenever and Campari <laughs> and Uzo. Um, I don't know what's what's something that's quintessentially British. Is it, is it Pims? It is not Pims. It's not Pims. Hmm. For for four points, former owners of this beverage have included Beecham's. GlaxoSmithKline, and it is now owned by the Suntory Company of Japan. 
oh, I know this. This is this is Ribena blackcurrant syrup. <laughs> yes. Congratulations. Yes, it's Ribena. Absolutely. Uh, well done, Ty. Four points apiece. Yeah, it's because the, the other thing that I know that was owned by two of those three companies is Weedabix. <laughs> and uh, that's, obviously, that's obviously not a beverage. Well, there are Weedabix beverages now. Have you seen those? Is there? No, yeah, I have not. Yeah, you can you can get. Oh, I should have kept my mouth shut and used that for another uh, uh, <laughs> quiz. But, like, I, I'm struggling to picture a Weedabix beverage, if I'm honest. Yeah, it's kind of like a breakfast chocolate milk type thing. I've never had it's, it, but it's, I've seen uh, it. It's very, it's very, very hard to make Weedabix anyway sexy. <laughs> Otabix, maybe. <laughs> that a push. Well, your three point clue would have been. Um, this particular drink was given free to children during World War II because of its perceived high levels of vitamin C. Uh, your two-point clue would have been, in 2001, the Advertising Standards Authority in the UK upheld a complaint about a tooth-kind version of this beverage. So it was advertised as being tooth-kind, and I think the research didn't quite back up that <laughs> fact. And then your final uh, clue would have been, this drink takes 90% of the crop of blackcurrants in the UK as its base ingredient. Uh, I wasn't aware of that tooth kind thing, actually. Yeah, and, and there, were, there were also, I believe, some other issues around uh, claims around the level of vitamin C. So whatever about the initial level of vitamin C that was um, uh, identified, uh, I think the current levels of vitamin C were, were not perhaps as advertised in, in all markets, but... That's for, that's free for people to go and research themselves. Mm. Uh, well, one of my childhood memories involves uh, trying to make Ribena at home, uh, where you you know it used to come in like little pouches. Maybe it's maybe it still does. I don't know, but I used to drink I used to drink those little pouches where you just pop the straw in. Oh, like Capri Sun. Yeah, exactly, like Capri Sun. So then I, I'm sure my mother might have thought it was cheaper to just buy the big bottle and <laughs> you know do that instead of the, the little pouches. Did not realize it was a concentrate that you're supposed to mix it with water. <laughs> No, I, Hyper for days. I, I did not realize. Yeah, yeah. Made myself a, a lovely thirst quenching, you know, glass of Ribena syrup and just went, nope. And I think that has been one of my last interactions with Ribena. Uh, no, I'm uh, very fond of Ribena. Um, but the whole big question for me is, you know, it's like Tater or King or, you know, Ribena or my Wadi. You know, which one do you, which side of the fence do you come down on? I'll probably go for Tato and my Wadi, given the choice. Yeah, certainly. I think my wadi is 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 my preference as well. But uh, Ribena is a a fine beverage. Just maybe doesn't have quite as much vitamin C or is as kind to your teeth as they like to maintain. Yeah, and if you don't like that, go drink a Weedabix. <laughs> right. Till next time. Good luck. Thank you for listening to the Business of Beverages. It's been our pleasure to bring you this episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe and recommend us to one other friend or colleague. As ever, we are independently produced and self-funded, so we appreciate your support in listening, sharing, or reviewing this podcast. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter, where we go by at bizbevpod. If you'd like to support us further, you can find us on buymeacoffee.com forward slash bizbevpod. Um, so we have our quiz. We're going to do, um, la, la.